listening to Legacy Lawyers, hosted by Michael Haslam and Nathan Croxford. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Nathan. What's up? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Just once again baffled. We have another celebrity <laughs> whose estate planning went to court. Shocker. Shocker. We have another celebrity who, regardless of the dispute over what her estate actually was worth, some articles, this is Aretha Franklin, by the way, some articles say 80 million, some say 18 million, some say six. I don't care if it's any one of those three, she could afford to have an attorney do a better job than torn out pages of a spiral notebook with her scrawled handwriting on them. That is super hard to read. Don't you agree? Yeah, I wish everyone could see my screen right now. Me too. They have images of this handwritten will, and it is awful. Awful. It looks like, I mean, my, the notes I took in, in college look better than this. We got an arrow pointing to a margin, and then where the arrow points to, it's scratched out. So you don't know what it's. There's multiple places where stuff's scratched out. So you don't know what it said. And then you're like, there's different, looks like different pens were used because there's darker parts and there's lighter parts. But in one, in the, the one that ultimately I think prevailed the 2014, the image actually shows that it's three hole punched spiral notebook paper. And you can see the ragged, tear out edge and still got the the spiral the ragged spiral part hanging off of it and this was found where in the couch cushions well that's always where i recommend clients put their <laughs> steam plants um, that's that's usually second for me i tell them first put it under your mattress but if you feel like that's not a good spot then go with the couch couch cushions and don't don't put it in it just take the separate pages and just stuff them in the couch cushions well who who opened this notebook to even look at it they must have been like really trying to find a will what do you mean notebook it was it was in a spiral notebook oh so they she she hadn't torn it out yet uh, that's the way i read it but maybe somebody in their haste Decided not to tear along the dotted line. But man, they got close on this, what, the second page of that 2014 one. There's stuff written. It looks like there was stuff written right up to the part where it's torn out. Maybe she tore it out, but. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, whoever found it in the couch kitchens was either the hero or the villain, depending on what side of this you... Well, that's always how it works when you have competing wills. Mm -hmm. So there was one that she wrote back in 2010, and in that one, it says, to whom it may concern legal community... Let's let's set the timeline, because I I don't... It's probably a little hard to follow. So Okay. She... So um, Aretha created one will in 2010... It's handwritten, 
but it looks a little more formal because it was notarized. It was? I thought it was a 2010. It looks, but it's a handwritten notary and I don't see a notary. Oh, it's a handwritten notary. Signature. Do you see that up in the top? Oh, yeah. So I don't know if that's sufficient in her state or not, but. There's... Oh, there is a signature. There is a signature. Yeah. yeah. And it says the county and the expiration yeah. and the date it was signed. Yeah. So maybe that works. But you so, don't need that if it's a holographic will in Utah. You don't need it to be notarized, but it does give it it does lend some more formality to it. And then in 2014, she did another handwritten will without a notary. And this is the one on the notebook that was found in the cushions. And the 2010 one, I'm not sure where they found it, but immediately after her death, no, the whole family thought she had no will at all. No planning. And that might've been because she had actually hired an attorney to help her with a formal plan but that that attorney testified that she could never ultimately make up her mind on her decisions. And so she died without any, without him being able to complete his work, which is obvious. So she was diagnosed with cancer in 2010. No, in, yeah, in 2010. And she died in 2018 at the age of 76 of pancreatic cancer. Yeesh. Mm -hmm. that's a nasty disease so what's interesting is or one thing that there's a lot that's interesting what's interesting about this 2010 one is it's kind of more formal in a lot of ways like it has that notary at the top and it starts out to whom it may concern in in parentheses legal community and family being of sound mind and physical health with the exception of high blood pressure and a mass on the pancreas, diabetes A1C number has returned to normal. She gives us a good history of her health. I revoke two handwritten wills and declare both of them to be no good and not my wishes. And then she goes on and I really cannot make out what the rest of that says. Yes. Gets so brutal. It is. The 14 one is rough. Well, I'm looking at the 2010. Uh huh. And it's rough at the bottom. So then, and down there, like at the bottom of each of those pages, there's uh, the bottom of one page and the top of the other. You can see it looks like she signed A. Franklin. Yeah. It's like this really sideways, weird A looking thing. I think that in the case, they call it a smiley face A. Mm hmm. And then, but then when you look at that 2014, there's none of that official language at the beginning. Oh, kind of. It says, to whom it may concern and being of sound mind, I write my will and testimony. But maybe she had declined a little bit by this point because it looks a little. I think it's hard to read. Mm -hmm. And then there's no, no notary on that one. And I don't honestly see a signature on it anywhere. Do so you? I can't, and that's part of the court finding said that they that it had her smiley face A as a signature. So maybe it's just not showing up in these images. But I can't see where it is on here. I don't, I don't see anything similar to her signature on the prior documents. 
No. So you can see why this went to court, right? Well, if all she'd done a will as a will, and even if she'd done a nice, pretty will with her lawyer, it was still going to court. But yeah, you could see why these two well, if so, made handwritten things would definitely cause a problem. The, yeah, if you benefit from the 2014 will, you're saying, hey, she says right there in the first sentence, this is my last will and testament. She hand wrote it. Most states, the requirements for a holographic will or a handwritten will is the person writes it in their own handwriting and signs it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's all written in her handwriting, but, and then they somehow came up with a signature somewhere, which I still can't find. So, but if I'm the 2010 will, I'm like, no, that 14 will is not valid. She didn't sign it, right? Like, wh where's her? Yeah, you would definitely argue that the 2010 will is more formal mm -hmm. and had, I think, a clear indication of a signature on both pages. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, both both sides probably felt like they had a good case. But it's interesting. You can see where they were. You can see the on the 2010 oh actually on both of them you can see this the court stamp where it got like where it's actually part of the case it's up by the date and then down at the bottom you can see numbers printed there that's crazy where they had to actually make it part of the record so they found that the 14 will was the valid one why do you think they did that nathan i have no idea I think it comes back to intent. It's the it's the main theme when you look at statutes and I guess if I could see a signature on it, I'd have an easier time with that. But yeah, I mean, I guess of a handwriting expert, and it is similar. You can see how it's the same handwriting. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking that even if it well, they said it was signed, so it must have been signed. There's some marking on this that they concluded was a signature. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, that does it for me, I guess. So I think, I think they, I think they were willing to accept the weak signature because at the end of the day, it's pretty clear that she intended this to be her will. She was trying to do it again, just trying to redo it. And there's no question that it was a later date. Yeah. And and so, I mean, it checks all the boxes. Kind I just of don't. Parts, intent and execution. What's crazy about this is when she died, they thought she had no planning. And this was, was when was this found? Just recently? No, I, I think it's been in court for a while. So it oh. says that one. They found it in a couch cushion. <laughs> what? Let's see. Oh, is that where you tell your clients to put their estate planning documents, Mike? Is Sabrina Owens is the niece. Oh, so the niece, when I, so what, this is what she said. This is a quote from her. So when I got to the sofa, I lifted up that far right cushion and there was three notebooks there. That, and so she, and then they actually read the notebooks. So I, I don't know about you, but do you go for couch cushions when you're telling your, when your clients say, so where should we keep this binder? 
I mean, you're always saying couch cushions. I think couch cushions are the way to go. You know, it was kind of strategic. She didn't want anyone <laughs> to find it and throw it away. I couldn't even hold the laughter to let you try to get that out serious. <laughs> Sorry. Strategic. She's like, I know if my niece Sabrina finds it, it will make it in the right. Oh my gosh. She's the only one. She hit She's it always with... looking for loose change in couch cushions. So <laughs> who will look in the, it's like, who will look for the loose change, Sabrina? Or who's forever dropping their keys when they're sitting on the couch and has to dig through the couch cushion. Or loses the remote in the cushions. Yeah, there you go. So what if somebody had thrown the couch out? Yeah, it could have easily never been found. That's what's so crazy about this. The other one was found in a locked cabinet with another old will. That had been revoked? Mm-hmm. Man, what a mess. So kind of some tips here. <laughs> Don't do this. If you start writing handwritten messages to your family, whether you intend it to be a will or not, it's going to screw up your planning. So mm -hmm. just go. And, and it's going to court. There's going to court. no way it's not going to court. It's just too easy for everyone to fight. It just makes it so easy for everyone to fight over it. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Like, well, it's a lawyer's dream, right? Like these, oh. these litigators that are, they're like, oh man, we can bill till the cows come in on this. She passed away in 2018. It's been in court for five years. Well, I don't know. It's been, no, it was found in, in 2019. So it was probably filed in 2019. So it's been probably in four, four, it's been in court for four years. Which is about par. Like a lot of these cases don't get to trial for three to four years. Yeah. And especially that was during the COVID pandemic. So that everything slowed down during that period of time. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you want. So you're the big takeaway. If you want to delay your administration by four years and cause a lot of hard feelings, do, do, do a handwritten will. Yep. But they are valid. So that's why people are like, hey, can't I just handwrite my will? And, and then yeah, technically, yeah, you can. Should you? Yep. So You should not. And if you do, gosh, like clean it up, make it, I mean, just don't, but if you did, don't have all the prior ones laying around. That's, that's probably the, the, the other takeaway is if you redo estate planning and you intend different, your intentions are vastly different than they were in a previous plan, destroy that other plan when you're done. Just burn it shred it yeah don't have because that's always the problem you're going to always have a competition if you have yeah, multiple well, plans laying around yeah like when we update a plan right and the clients are like hey what should i do with my old documents i, I ask them to let me shred them yeah 
because all they're going to do is confuse people. And it's weird. Some people have this tendency to want to treasure up these legal documents. They're like, well, no, but I mean, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, they, they're, they're absolutely serving no good purpose. They're doing nothing of any value for anyone. There's only the possibility of creating confusion. So I don't see that as a, I, I think it's a definitely a liability to keep old estate plans around. We should also point out that while we are attorneys and we practice in this area, the purpose of our podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is. We're not giving you legal advice. You should seek out an attorney to look at your specific situation. But as a general rule, I would say that having old estate plans or old wills or old trusts laying around that you intended to be revoked or invalidated or voided, they should be destroyed. And the other big takeaway is most, don't most handwrite other, your estate planning. Yeah, and most other attorneys will agree that the handwritten will is a risky approach. Yes. For the reasons, I mean, anybody that wants to look at this, all you'd have to do is Google Aretha Franklin's handwritten wills, and you will find the images and you'll see what we're talking about. And I think anybody would look at this and go, oh, yeah, that is not a good idea. And honestly, other handwritten wills I've seen have been fairly consistent with this. Yeah, it's for some reason it, it is. I don't know if people are like emotional when they're doing this or i mean in a lot of cases they're probably not well physically yeah but yeah they they never look good no well because it's kind of like hey i changed my mind i want to just change this really quick and well it's a lot of work to rewrite the entire thing by hand right i mean we're in our society we've gotten so far away from handwritten anything but if I have to write more than a paragraph by hand, my hand starts to ache. Mm -hmm. So to sit and write like this takes a little bit of concentration and effort. For sure. Sure. Well, any last takeaways, Nathan, before we wrap up this episode? No, I just, once again, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'll have plenty of uh, access and resources to do it right and it's just uh, too bad it didn't get and they had even hired an attorney to help her yeah i don't know if we mentioned that but she had no we did earlier i said i mentioned that she had a attorney and that she that that guy ended up having to testify that while she had retained him she didn't ever she was never able to make up her mind and so she never got it finalized which you can see why she might not be able to make up her mind because she's revoking two prior wills in the 2010 one. The 2014 one was found with another handwritten. She did this five or six times. Mm -hmm. She was, she must've had some up and down. Here's my idea. Right. If you want to, if you want to write, things about your estate planning, write some notes that would look like this and then take them into your attorney mm -hmm. and say, this is what I want to put in my estate plan. Can you make it legal? Can you make it look good, make it clear? 
this would this would be a good starting point to go in and start having that conversation but then make sure you get it done so that it's properly witnessed properly notarized whatever the requirements are in your state sure i think that's all i have to say about this sweet well thanks for joining us everyone we'll catch, catch you, you next, next time, time. You've been listening to Legacy Lawyers with Michael Haslam and Nathan Croxford. We give you the juicy detail of cases that our law firm has dealt with. We take out the lawyer talk and legalese and show you what options some of our clients had to choose from to fix their situation. The effects of not doing planning can be devastating. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and Instagram at Voyant Legal. Call us at 801-951-0500 or send us an email at team at voyantlegal.com. And for commonly asked questions, hit voyantlegal.com slash resources. We'll see you next time.